Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 46 in Be With Me. We're in the book of Revelation. We're in chapter 13. We're going to start with verse number one today. We're going to hear about a big bad beast that comes from the hand of Satan. And we're going to find find out about Christians who are being conquered, at least externally, but they're conquering Satan and the beast by their faithfulness until death. All right, here we go. This is chapter 13. I just want to start in the end of chapter 12 because it tells you why these people are under attack. So this is 12:17. Then the dragon became furious. The dragon is Satan, became furious with the woman that is the church people and went off to I'm sorry, it's Israel. The woman is Israel and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring, which is the church on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. So Satan is raging at the moment and is going to attack the church. Here's how it happens. He looses this beast. Verse, chapter 13, verse 1. And I saw a beast rising out of the sea with ten horns and seven heads, with ten diadems on its horns and blasphemous names on its heads. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard, its feet were like a bear's, and its mouth was like a lion's mouth. And to it, the dragon, Satan, gave his power and his throne and great authority. One of its heads seemed to have a mortal wound, but its mortal wound was healed. And the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast. And they worshipped whoops, the dragon, for he had given his authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, who is like the beast, and who can fight against it. So let me just pause there. So we see this beast coming out of the sea, and it represents this culminating empire, probably a political empire, a new world order that's represented by a leader who's at the beck and call of Satan himself and ends up not just being followed, not just being marveled at. We'd probably marvel at this this thing too if we saw it come out of the sea, Uh, but is worshipped. And so this is the world empire, the culminating world empire that demands allegiance and worship. And we we go back to Daniel chapter 7 and learn about other world empires that have bordered on worship. So this is probably some ten-nation confederacy uh, that rivals God for supremacy in their hearts. This is also very similar to and can be identified as the Antichrist, capital A, uh, or the man of lawlessness. So this is a big character that's been hinted at from the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. All right, verse 5. And the beast was given a mouth uttering haughty, and blasphemous words, and it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months, so limited time. It opened its mouth to utter blasphemes against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. Also, it was allowed to make war on the saints and conquer them. And authority was given it over every tribe and people and language and nation, and all who dwell on the earth will worship it. Everyone whose name was not written has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone has is to be taken captive, to captivity he goes. If anyone is to be slain with the sword, with the sword he must be slain. And then here's the final line. 
Here is a call for the endurance and faith of the saints. So we've got this son of destruction who opposes God and is going to exalt himself. Uh, some say he's even going to sit in the temple, proclaim himself to be God, and and receive what only God is supposed to receive, which is uh, worship. Now remember, Jesus is going to kill him with the breath of his mouth, so it says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8. But this is a very impressive and powerful uh, creature. It's emphasized by that. Um, he comes with the... the uh, the authority of of Satan with all power and false signs, and he's going to deceive those who are uh, on the earth. Now they're held in accountable accountability too. They're still refusing to love the truth, people. They're still refusing to be saved. They still not they're still not believing in the truth. But what we see here is this epic battle of good and evil. This commissioned uh, satanic uh, beast commissioned by the dragon, and it's this final future opponent to Christ's reign. And the, the bad thing about it is it goes all the way to worship. So uh, they even ask the question, hey, who's like this beast? You know, as if nobody is like the beast. And the, the, he imitates and stealing from God. Back in Exodus 15, it says, who's like you, O Lord, among the gods? The answer is nobody. God is alone and sits alone. And now we have this, this beast kind of trying to usurp it. Um, just remember that any attack against God um, is... So the, the attack is against God. It's also at attacking those who represent God. So the attack is, in God, is against God and his dwelling. Well, where does God dwell? Well, since Pentecost, he dwells in the souls of his people. So an attack against the dwelling of God is an attack against the people of God. And he's haughty. And he's really what this beast is saying is, God is not God. I am God. He's imitating this defining mark of Jesus, this slainness of Jesus, uh, and perhaps him giving some imitation of being resurrected. He seemed to have a mortal wound as slain to death and kind of saying, worship me. So he's stealing from God what is only due his name and person, which is worship. And he's allowed to exercise his authority. He is allowed to make war and even conquer believers. All right, so let's talk about believers a second. So there are those who do not worship this beast. They, he, he, those are the ones that he is making war against. And who are those people? Those are the ones whose names is written in the book of life. And they're seen by God. They're still called to this right relationship with God, even amidst this, this terrible world order. So saints are those who are, continue to use their present agency to decide for God. Again, continuance is the test of reality. They're called to do the right thing. They're called to endure. They're called to maintain their testimony. They're, they're, they're called to be more than conquerors. So conquering the beast is possible. How? Hold on to your faith. How long? Till you get killed, probably. Hebrews 11 has a whole list of these people who died in faith, not receiving the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar. So when you have lost it all, possibly including your life, let's be found in him. And again, amidst all of this, we find believers are still secure, even those who have lost it all to conquer the beast and conquer the dragon. Thanks for listening.